Hey guys, this is Joe from Sexy Vampire Teeth, and happy Friday the 13th. Uh, we have a special bonus episode that we're going to put out tonight. It is a commentary on Freddy vs. Jason. If you've been listening to the podcast uh, regularly or recently, you'll know that we were going to do a special Friday the 13th, and we decided to do a commentary. We picked one at random, and this is the one that we got. The best way to listen to this would basically be to link it up with the movie. Uh, the movie is pretty easy to find because this particular one is on Netflix, it, it's on HBO Max, so it's pretty easy to get a hold of. What I'll do is give you guys a moment to pause this if you'd like to sync it up. What I'll do is I'll play this sound. And that will mean the podcast is about to start. So you could sync it up to the movie. As soon as you hear it one more time, you could basically start the movie at the zero, zero, zero mark right in the beginning, right? As the New Line Cinema logo is popping up. And the movie should sync up with the podcast pretty well. But if you don't want to do that, you could still listen to the podcast on its own. Uh, we did try to give a lot of um, information about the movie, stories about the movie, um, our thoughts on the movie. But, you know, if you kind of listen to it on its own, you might run into issues where there's a little bit of silence because we're watching certain parts. Or we're talking about parts that you're not really going to know about because you're not watching it. But either way, you guys can enjoy it um, both ways, I'm sure. But that's kind of the preferred method, I suppose. Uh, although I know that's difficult for people to sit down and listen to this and watch a movie. But... Enough of me rambling on. I'll give you guys one more moment to pause if you'd like. If not, listen to it on its own. And either way, we hope you enjoy the podcast. We hope you enjoy your Friday 13th. And we will see you guys next week. Hey, everybody. I'm Joe. And I'm Justin. And this is Sexy Vampire Teeth's commentary on Friday the 13th, part 11. Jason versus Freddy. Freddy versus versus Jason, sir. (laughs) I know it is. Don't get that shit twisted. I just root for the home team. My Jersey boy. Are you? (laughs) I have a lot of Jersey boys in my heart like you. True, uh, true. So Freddy versus Jason, of course. It's the 11th, uh, we call it the 11th installment of Friday the 13th, but technically it's just its own thing. I mean, it, I, I do count it as the uh, the eleventh Friday Thirteenth and the eighth uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, it, it counts for both. I I really love this opening uh, with Freddy kind of narrating the events of his life. Yeah. I feel like I, I I don't know about you, but I feel like I don't know. Freddy was a little more twisted in this movie. Well, yeah, so they definitely, like, played him less comically, in, in this at least, this opening, Yeah, than we've ever yeah. really seen him before. But then it kind of goes right back into, like, slapsticky Freddy. It's very slapsticky right. Freddy in this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Maybe not Maybe not as much as, uh, uh, as in, well, Freddy's dead, where, it was liter- <laughs> where he was literally just, like, a Looney Tunes character. He yeah. became Bugs Bunny. Because he's like licking the fucking photos of children in this. It's like pretty, it's pretty dark. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. I love how Freddy's all burnt up and yet he still has eyelashes. Mm. This is from Nightmare 3, Nightmare 1, Nightmare 3, 2, 1, that was Johnny Depp, 2, this is what I do the, every time I watch this movie. I sit here and I pick out which movie each uh, each of these uh, little shots is from. Three, <laughs> three, two, 
Freddy said. One. Four? Uh, three. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're still going. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is a this is a cool opening. I'll tell you, man. This this movie was in development for I want to say the better part of twenty years. Yeah. Um. They 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 first started talking about doing this uh back in nineteen eighty six, like right after uh Jason lived came out is when they first started talking about it. And originally it was, uh, it was actually Paramount's thought to do it. They, uh, they actually, they were, they spoke to the director of, uh, Friday six. It was, uh, Tom McLaughlin, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Tom um, yeah. They spoke to him about, um, you know, what to do next. And they're, like kind of going back and forth, they're like, "Well, I mean, it, they seem they had the thought in mind that Freddy versus Jason was the way to go for the next one. That was the original thought for uh, Friday Seven. So they went to New Line, and New Line was like, "Yeah, maybe," um, but they couldn't come to an to uh, to an agreement. It basically all boiled down to the financials. Yeah. Um, so it just didn't happen. So instead of uh, Freddy versus Jason, they're like, "Well, let's stick with the versus theme," which is why we essentially got um, Jason versus Carrie for Friday Seven. Right. Um, and then after that, I think it was another. Let me look at the time here. About five years or so. Uh, no, a little more. Uh. It was w- around when they were doing uh, Jason Goes to Hell that they started uh, kind of revisiting the idea of Freddy versus Jason, which is why we ended up with uh, Freddy's glove. Well, I, I mean, at that point, New Line had the rights for Jason. So they could have done it. They could have done it really anytime they wanted. But it ended up taking another 10 years after that to get this movie out. Uh, and I th- uh, like this, this movie went through, I want to say 13 different screenwriters. <laughs> what an ironic number. Yeah. Right. 13 screenwriters. I think 10 different versions of the script. Yeah. It was 10 different versions. All of them completely different from one another. Um, including one by, uh, David Goyer. You mean David S. Goyer? Yes, David S. Goyer. Blade Trinity's David S. Goyer. <laughs> you love to, to, to throw that movie in whenever you can. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, Blade Trinity. Um, so yeah, uh, I mean, we, uh, and let me tell you something, we could do probably an entire month of episodes devoted just to the different versions of Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's actually a fantastic book out there that I read uh, called Slash of the Titans by Dustin McNeil. I remember when you were reading that. You, you were telling me about it, yeah. Um, and it goes into 
detail on every single version of this movie. And some of these stories, some of these scripts were just, what were they thinking? Uh, here, here, here we had, uh, just now we had Pamela Voorhees returning to the franchise, but not Betsy Palmer. They did offer her the role back. Yeah, they did. Uh, and she turned it down because it was just such a small, tiny little cameo. And here we have our opening credits, our very 2003 opening credits. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, did you know that... Uh, so this movie was directed by, by Ronnie Yu. Who, I, was, um, I was just going to actually yeah, talk about that real quick, too. Because um, so, so Ronnie Yu... Uh, he the, the first well he's directed quite a few movies but the movie that yes. uh, that he did right before this I guess that that kind of gave him this was uh, Bride of Chucky. Bride of Chucky, that's it. Yeah, which that's is, what got him this movie. Right, which is basically like a horror action comedy. It's a very like unique movie, and this does take that form on pretty well. Like the same sort yeah. of feel. It's a lot of you know, it, it's a lot of tongue in cheek. And uh, it, it definitely makes fun of itself a lot, almost to a fault, one would say, um, at, at times. You know, this is kind of like you talked about all these different versions, you know? Right. And um, I feel like. Like this version that we got here is like the <laughs> the schoolyard like you know boy talk about this what is, this, this could be. Yeah, it's very this was similar. the version that like we would have we would have had a conversation about when we were ten. Yeah, it's a very simple story, a hundred percent. Right, and uh, and it, but it works. It's it's perfect for what it is. You know, because um, I know some of the stories that they had come up with, some of the scripts that were out there were pretty fucking dark. And some yes. of them are very complicated. Yeah. Well, I mean, the big, the biggest issue I think they had was trying to figure out, like, how do you bring these two characters together? Right. Um, and in the process of trying to figure that out, they overcomplicated things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, there was, there was a version of... I can't remember which script it was, but there was one that, to me, was maybe the most interesting version. Was it the trial one? Yes, okay. it was the yeah. one where, um, in the beginning of the movie, the movie opens with Jason being arrested. Yeah. And he, he's brought on trial. And at the same time as that is happening, there's a cult. There's a Freddy cult trying to resurrect uh, Freddy Krueger. Right. And insanity ensues. Um, now, in that version, of, well, th actually, no. There's, two, I believe, there's two different versions, uh, two different scripts that have kind of that premise of Jason being on trial. Yeah. Um, one of them takes place in the same reality as Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Right, where it was like a copycat Jason. Who was that? The, the, the it wasn't movie. a copycat. It was that the the Friday the Thirteenth movies were based on an actual Jason Voorhees serial killer. Okay, I'm just gotcha.
And that, and again, to me, that was one of the most interesting. That was more the one of the more interesting versions of this. This was honestly the movie that we're getting here. The movie that we're watching now. This is, let's face it, the safest version. Well, right. That's what I was. Yeah, that's what I said before. Basically, what my, the the point I was trying to get across was this is like very, you know, this is a very like standard, you know, story. Um, it's very predictable as you're watching it. You know. Oh yeah. It plays up to all the tropes, which is fine. That's what it's supposed to be. You know. Right. Um, how did you see this movie for the first time? Haha. So I saw this movie <laughs> uh, on opening day back in August of 2003. It was the day after the big New York City blackout. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I saw this with a group of mutual friends of ours. I thought you were there. No, because I didn't see it that way. I mean, we were hanging out at the time, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You and I was boys. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I saw I saw it with a group of mutual friends of ours. Uh, we all went. Um, and honestly, from from the word go, love this movie. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> not to like the movie. Yeah, yeah it is. It's a it fu- it's, it's like a, a total throwback. Yeah, and it's a great like see in the theater with a bunch of people, you know, kind of movie. It, yeah, it plays yeah, a absolutely. lot of laughs and a lot of like you know predictability and jump scares and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I um, I didn't see it in the theater. Um, I oh you didn't? No, I actually uh, I think I mentioned once before that um, I had like gotten like you know bootleg copies of some like screeners and stuff like that for certain films. That's right. Yeah, I talked about that with Scream. I think. Yeah, that I got I got it like that, not like early. Like I saw Scream like when before it was even in the theater. Right. Um, this I saw when it came out around the same time, and I was like, you know, I was gonna, I was kind of like assuming it was gonna be some kind of like you know filmed in the theater with people's heads and stuff like that, but it wasn't. It was like right. a legit screen. I was like, oh great. Uh, so I, I saw it that way, you know, and uh, boy, I I can't keep telling those stories because we <laughs> 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 mean some we're uh, like a real asshole. Oh, uh, look, I mean, that was almost 20 years ago, so I, I think you could be forgiven. Oh, boobs! <laughs> yeah, so this uh, this movie doesn't, like I said, shy away from the tropes of these uh, slasher movies, especially... Um, the sex and drugs and alcohol. Yeah, yeah. 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 Best kill in the movie! You like this one? This is your favorite? Yeah, oh god, I love this. I love this kill. Blast this is fucking my him. favorite kill of this movie. This is so good. There was a lot of good kills in the movie. He, uh, Jason's brutal in this. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, so we gotta we gotta talk about the elephant in the room, I guess, um, and that's the recasting of Jason. Yeah. Right? So that that was kind yeah. of so we cool. have. That was a huge deal. Yeah. That was a huge deal. So, it was always assumed that uh, Kane Hodder would right come back to play Jason in this movie. Right, now Kane Hodder, um, for those of you that don't know, he played Jason um, in part... Well, he started in part seven. Yes. And I, and I know it seems kind of silly when people think about, like, wait, he started Jason in part seven, and he's the guy associated with it, but he brought so much to that role. The the way that people picture Jason Voorhees, like his mannerisms, like his movements, the way he breathes, all that stuff, is based on... based on Kane Hodder's portrayal, basically. So, right. 
you know, it was just assumed that he was going to come back into the role because that role just belonged to him the same way, you know, uh, Robert England, that was Freddy, you know, always. Right. And Kate Hunter did part uh, seven and eight, which was Jason Takes Manhattan. And then he did part mm-hmm. nine, Jason Goes to Hell, and Jason X. And Jason X. Right. So, you know, he had four movies under his belt at this point. He was pretty much established as the Jason because all the other Jasons were just one-offs. No one ever yeah. came back. He was the only one that ever came back for uh, to play for Jason. multiple movies. Right. And he was, hands down, the fan favorite. Because everybody that played Jason was basically just a stunt guy. You know, there wasn't really yeah. any dialogue. Um, there wasn't, you know, tons of screen time. And sometimes in movies, it was multiple people playing the same character as Jason. And, mm-hmm. you know, multiple stunt guys. But... Kane Hodder basically just owned that role, played him, you know, from seven on, did all the stunts, it was him. That's it. So, you know, there's a lot of, like, um, well, you watch interviews and stuff where he talks about this, and it's always kind of like, you you know he's very upset about it to this day. Uh, it's just a thing that, you know, really shocked everybody, and it shocked him, and he kind of doesn't really have uh, an explanation for it. The explanation that we're kind of given... Um, for what I know, is that they wanted someone that was just taller. Yeah, yeah, they bigger wanted somebody builds. bigger. Um, Especially someone to play up against Robert England, who's kind of small in stature. Um, yeah, so Robert England's five foot ten. Um, Kane Hodder is six foot two. So there still would have been a pretty decent uh, height difference. But they but wanted Ken him to power over him, and Ken Kurtziger yes. is a giant man. He's six foot five. <laughs> And we can say that because we have stood next to him. <laughs> we have hung out with him. Yes, that's true. So, um, yeah, we could, I'll tell, we could tell the story real quick. Um, yeah, absolutely. This is probably like six years ago. Um, we. No, it's less. I don't know about that. It's less. Mm, I... it, was, it, was, it was maybe 2018. All right, we went pretty much. A few years in a row, and, and that was one of them, but it wasn't that year. It was, Are you sure? Yeah, it was the first time we went. All right, fair enough. So we would go, in, we would go into the uh, horror conventions out in uh, Cherry Hill, like, mm-hmm. every year, basically, uh, for a couple of years. I'd say, like, three or four years in a row, e- easily. Uh, we would go, and sometimes mm-hmm. we'd stay, sometimes we'd just go for the day, or whatever the case may be. So, yeah. Made, yeah, we made a thing of it. Um, being guys that, you know, you and I had done these, you know, for our show back in the day... Uh, we were big, you know, convention guys, and we loved going to these at the time. You know, we worked quite a few when we worked on Sean and such, and uh, shameless promotional plug. (laughs) (laughs) But this is something that we just kind of enjoyed because we're both just big horror fans, and no one else really in our group is as big into these movies as us. So we, you and I, we we were literally just going as fans just to have a good time. Yeah, Yeah. we we were going quite a bit, uh, and just the two of us. Uh, And and it was the first year we went... um, there's basically like this uh, restaurant, I guess, in the hotel where the convention is. So we yeah. we went there to get food, and the line obviously is crazy, like because there's a lot of people there, and you know we were just kind of waiting for a table, you know. So we're kind of hanging out the bar. Yeah, we stayed. Yeah, yeah, we went up to the bar. We had a couple of beers. Now, I, I'm I'm sitting next to a very large man, <laughs> and I'm talking to you, and he's just looking straight ahead, watching TV, and you know the whole entire restaurant and bar is filled with fans from the convention, obviously, because it's like. Part yeah. of the same building, right? Um, Fans and Tim Curry. And Tim, oh, that's right. Tim Curry came in. That's right. Um, in a wheelchair. It was very sad. Yeah. 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 So we're sitting next to the bar. We're sitting in the bar next to this guy. And uh, I look at you. I'm like, I think that's fucking Ken Kersinger. 
I was like, but it's weird to me to ask a man, hey, are you so-and-so? I just don't like doing that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm, like, looking at him, and he looks at me, and he looks away. I'm like, oh, he looked away. Yeah. Because if he wasn't, he would have been like, what the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and uh, and chaos would have ensued. So I um, I just kind of looked at him, and I'm like, I'm like, you are Ked Kurtziger, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, like, shook our hands. I was like, you know, and, and, and we sat there, we, we just bullshit with the guy for... I mean, like forty minutes an hour, like yeah, yeah. give or take, yeah. Real hey, we, nice guy. We, we had a real, oh my god, super nice, He's super nice, guy. very Canadian man, <laughs> very Canadian, very large Canadian man, very um, large, super nice Canadian man. Yeah, but he was he was just real down to earth, like he, you know, and then and, and he could have been like, you know, I just want to be left alone or like that, um, right? But he like he got us around of beers. We brought him around to beers. We were bullshitting yeah. back and forth. We were talking about like sci-fi movies uh, for for a while. That was like his big like uh, that was a genre he was really into. And his wife right. worked. Um, she did like costume designs for a movie, and it might have been like the new Blade Runner movie or so, so, there was something that came out that was big around that time. It was probably before, it might have been yeah yeah or something else. I don't know if it was before that, but he was talking about going to the set and meeting everybody. And I was like, oh wow, that's great. Yeah, it might have been because I think he met Harrison Ford. And he was like really excited about that. But just a just a cool cool guy and. Uh, and, and we were asking him questions about that, you know, about like, well, you know, what happened, like, when, you know, you were picked over him. And, and he just, he was real, like, um, what's the word for it? You know, he's just real diplomatic about the answer and just like, you know, nothing but respect for Kane Hodder and like talked about him and like how great he was and how he like learned things from him and stuff like that. Um... So yeah, that was that was a great like that was a great day. Uh, we met quite a few people just kind of wandering around. Well, we met uh, quite a few Jasons that day because that was the same day that they were all there. Yeah. So that was that was yeah that was that was a really cool day. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't there doesn't seem to be any like bad blood between Kane Hodder and Ken Kurtzinger. Um, I no, think it's it's no. mostly just like Kane Hodder and well, maybe the studio, or I don't right. even think there's it's no so much the be, Yeah, there's no reason for Kane to be upset with the other guy that was cast because it really has nothing to do with that. That that's just who they. Right. It's a studio thing, and I think that's kind of where the animosity lies with the studios. Now hold on, I want to I want to get into um, the actual movie itself for a second. Yeah. Um, so we're at Weston Hills here. Um, this is the same psychiatric hospital from Nightmare 3. Oh, uh, you know, I never knew that. I had no fucking clue. I really yeah. didn't know. It's, it's the same hospital from, uh, from Nightmare 3 where all the kids were, uh, you know, where we met the Dream Warriors. And the, uh, the drug that they're given all these kids um, is the same drug that was prescribed to the kids in Elm Street 3, uh, Hypnosil. The, the dream suppressant. So it's a nice little tie into that. And also, um, if you if you noticed on the TV screen that they're watching on the news, yeah. uh, the, the the news station, the the yeah, the station that they were watching was uh, KRGR, mm. which was the same station that I think they played in most of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Okay, yeah, no, well, nice little fun Easter egg. Well, you know that's. So we should we should mention that between the two of us, like Justin is the bigger uh, Elm Street fan, yeah, and I am the bigger uh, Friday Thirteenth fan, and 
I think we talked about this once before, how, like, we had a Halloween tradition when we actually lived in the same, you know, state, uh, borough, really. Well, that that first year, we were right up the street from each other. We are on the same block. We are on the same block, man. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, you know, we... Um, we had this Halloween tradition, and we mentioned it, I think, once or twice before in the podcast, where we would get together uh, for October and just kind of marathon a series, you know, or a bunch of movies mm-hmm. in a series, or, or, you know, whether it's... Or within the same kind of subgenre. Yeah, the same subgenre or actor or whatever it may be. But the first right. year, we bit off, like, a whole month of, of, <laughs> of more than we could chew, <laughs> but... And it we, was longer than a month. <laughs> well, 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 it turned out to be a longer month, but we then we decided to kind of make it more manageable for like just you know uh, like a long weekend and have our friends over. Like we did right. Critters one year, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre another year, Hammer. Obviously, we talked about that. But yeah. the first time we did this, we decided to watch every Friday Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street in like production order. Yep. And you were seeing a lot of these movies for the first time. Uh, Friday Thirteenth wise, some of them. a lot of the Fridays, yeah. And I was seeing some of the Nightmare Elm Street movies for the first time because I never really saw a new Nightmare, uh, just bits and pieces until we watched it. That's together. right, that was your first time, yeah. Yeah, so we watched all of them in order, and uh, and that was great, man. And then it was just like kind of like where this whole love affair with these slashers really started with the two of us, um, right? And it just became a thing that we were just always kind of talking about and watching. But um, Friday Thirteenth. <laughs> I got into um, from my mom. Um, my mom kind of introduced me to uh, Friday Thirteenth, and and at an age I probably shouldn't have been seeing them, <laughs> but I saw. Well, how old were you about? You, uh, you dude, I don't know. I was probably like twelve. <laughs> I was younger. Yeah, I might have been like 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 eleven or twelve. Yeah, but um. Yeah, she'd make me cover my eyes for like the tits and stuff, but like, the, right? Like, it, like, but watching the guy's head get caved in, she was just like, "Isn't that cool?" How they did that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things that my mom would do is like afterwards, uh, we we would watch a scary movie. Like, we either do two things. Like, one, we would watch a comedy special, and often it was like Howie Mandel or something really stupid. <laughs> but she's like, watch like, like an HBO comedy yeah, special. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, sometimes George Carlin, which I again should not have been watching. But um, <laughs> in the younger days, and yeah, she put on Gallagher. When I was in my teens, it was Carlin. So, um, and all then, right, all right, that's or, acceptable. Or she would do. Uh, we would try and find like you know it's hard when there was no internet, obviously. But we had like you know uh, some like specials that were taped on TV and stuff like that, and like how they made these movies. So you kind of like take the you know fear out of it. Like, well, this is how they made right. it. You know. Um, so that was kind of what we did, and and that's kind of how I got into you know learning how movies are made as well at an early age. But uh, yeah, man. So that was like I was associated Friday Thirteenth with my mom, and like if I had to, uh, if I had like you know I don't know come up with like a top three horror franchises of all time, like Friday Thirteenth is up there. It's definitely in there, if not number one or close to it. But uh, yeah, so yeah, no, I. I... <laughs> So I, I came to Friday the 13th a little later. Um, when, when I was a kid, and I mean, I was even younger than you when I started watching these things. Um, like, my, my Aunt Donna uh, is a huge horror fan. Yeah. Um, so when 
I was living in Brooklyn. I lived in Brooklyn until I was uh, nine. Uh, so way before I moved, my, I would go over to my Aunt Donna for certain weekends, and we'd have horror movie marathons. Nice. On Saturday, we'd order pizza and get soda, and we'd go to the video store and rent like three or four horror movies. Nice. And that's what we do with our weekends. And one of the store, the video store, the video store, just you saying that's like, yep. (laughs) Uh, Right. Right. That was one of my favorite things to do as a kid was to go see all the VHS box art and just, and you picked a movie based on the box art. There's something like about holding it in your hand. You know what I mean? Instead of like clicking like a streaming service that it makes it so much more special. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. 100%. But that's what we would do. We would go, and I would pick out, and she would obviously do a little bit of filtering. Yeah. Like, if she she knew that maybe it was a little too far on the uh, X-rated scale, (laughs) maybe we wouldn't watch that one. Um, And then, like, it would be a mix of, like, things that I would pick out and things she would pick out so i got a pretty good horror education from my Donna. like first time i saw psycho was with her right and i loved it and i was little um but again night so nightmare on elm street the original nightmare on elm street was one of the first ones uh that we had done and that i was hooked yeah well, you know, what, it's, it, it's funny because I didn't, you know, you know, one of the reasons why I didn't see that is because, my, like, like I said, my mom was the one who introduced me to basically all the, you know, big horror movies from that time, you know, from the 80s. And um, the reason why I never saw, uh, Elm, well, not never saw Elm Street, didn't get into Elm Street, I should say, is because my mom refused to watch it. It was the one horror movie it, that freaked her the fuck out. She said that she had, really? such, yeah, she had such a horrible dream. A vivid, horrible dream of Freddy Krueger that she just could not watch it. And when I finally decided to watch it one day, I was like, we're watching all these other movies. I want to see it. It's iconic. It's a big thing. I wasn't using words like iconic at fucking 12, but you know what I mean? <laughs> so I was like, right. <laughs> it's, like it's I was, good. Oh, it's real, real, real good. I, said, I want to see this movie. Um, and she was like, you can put it on, but I'm not fucking watching it. You know what I mean? She's like, I want to go in another room. And she did. And I was just like, I don't see what the big fucking deal is, you know? But it was great. Um, but I didn't like watch many of the sequels and stuff like that to a little bit later on in life. Um, right. You know, when I was kind of like even more into these films. Oh, we just missed Bob Jay's cameo as the uh, principal. Ah. Bob Jay's always got to get his cameo in the nightmare movie. He sure fucking does. Yeah. Oh, by the way, um, fucking Kelly Rowland's in this movie. oh she sure is she chews the fucking scenery up in this she really does she really does i liked her quite a bit in this movie honestly well you know like i said everything is very tongue-in-cheek you know and they they really like play up the camp in this movie which is you know fine um this is one of my favorite scenes what the terrible cgi yeah i don't know why i love it so much yeah, I like how like more like how gory the it photos gets more get. and more yeah. graphic. Yeah, the the CGI stuff kind of dates the movie. Yes, that in the opening credits, like you said before, it dates the movie. 
All I'm missing here is a fruit, Fruitopia fucking vending machine. Oh, <laughs> 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 shit, that was good. They went with the classic Coke because they knew it would age well, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you can't go wrong Coke. So this is um, this is Jason Ritter as yeah. as Will. I figured you'd um, bring that up. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, obviously the son of John Ritter. Um, not the first choice for this role. Yeah. Uh, originally, Brad Renfro was cast as Will, right? Um, but he was uh, he was let go. Uh, I think before they started shooting, or maybe very shortly after they started shooting, because uh, at the time he had such a bad uh, drug habit, and then shortly after he did pass away. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we have a uh, we have second choice Jason Ritter. He's and, fine. Uh, I mean, they're all fine in this. Yeah, yeah, everybody's fine. Everybody's yeah. fine. I think he's a Whatever. standout, like, really. I don't like, you know, like, in, in a lot of other Friday 13ths and Nightmare on Elm Streets, there's certain, you know, characters, especially in, especially in Elm Street, really, real standout, you know, characters. Right. You remember, you know. Um, well, there, there's a few in Friday as well. There are. There are a few in Friday as well. Um, but I don't really feel that way about this movie. Like... I remember a lot of these actors and actresses just because I've seen it quite a few times and they were more popular at the time. Well, some of them. Right. Um, you know, this is kind of the typical thing that they did around those times with casting. Yeah, you just get like the hot young WB or, 100%. you know, yeah. whatever. You know, but um, but they're pretty cookie cutter. Yeah. So they're very yeah. forgettable. And you Which know, I mean... Like, I, I, Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was gonna say like like that's kind of part of the uh, kind of the throwback nature of this movie. Yeah, is the characters are all kind of non-characters and more like just stereotypes, you right. know? Yeah. I mean, they're just uh, they've always been, especially in the Friday Thirteenth movies, just like you know, Jason fodder. fodder. Yeah, that's all. That's all it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. I'm very okay with it. We don't need to care about any of these people. That's the thing. Is like they, <laughs> it's just like I'm listening to him talk. I'm like, I just don't care. Yeah. Um, right. Right. Like, I don't remember who was dating who. Like, I don't remember any of that shit. I do remember all the Freddie and Jason stuff. You know what I mean? But I don't remember this. Is this is all very forgettable to me? And I saw it not that long ago. Yeah, I've I've seen this within the last couple of years. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, like the. the the kids are all forgettable, for the most part, except for not Jason Mewes. <laughs> Freebird? Yeah, yeah. By oh. the way, uh, if you guys have not seen this, like, uh, assuming you guys are fans of uh, the Nightmare franchise. Yeah, you got to be a bigger guy. fan of that than this podcast, I'm assuming, at this point. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Oh wait, wait, wait! Here's here, right here is the most 2003. Yeah, the the cornfield thing. rave. The, right? the cornfield rave. Is this a thing that happens in cornfields? I mean, we don't have any around here, so I wouldn't know. I mean, I lived in a cornfield basically for a few months. <laughs> Sounds really sad. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Um, I was in the film signs. Uh, this is like again, like just a testament to how brutal they made Jason in this fucking movie. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know if you're gonna bring this up just now, 
But uh, if not, I, I you brought up Freebird. Is that his name? Right? Freebird? Freeberg, Freeberg, I, I don't Something know. like that. One of the things that I thought was really funny, and you have to get the DVD to kind of see it, is uh, there's like a documentary on making of this movie. And they talk about how much this kid was modeled after Jason Mewes. Not Jay, like Jason Mewes. <laughs> and yeah, Jason Mewes himself. Well, no, it wasn't on the DVD. Well, maybe it was on the uh, yeah, DVD, or like on the commentary or something. Yeah, but there is. I was actually, what I was going to bring up was the... Um, the the documentary the never sleep again documentary yeah because that that they did talk about it they did and they, they were doing the interviews and they actually brought they jason, jason Hughes. Hughes. <laughs> yeah yeah it was in the there was a clip of it in um in the dvd i believe um but yeah he, he comes in he goes yeah i was really happy when they cast me as free bird he's like oh wait i wasn't in that fucking movie <laughs> right. and i was like they got they jason Hughes to come just for that little tiny partner in a documentary yeah. No, it was great. That was really funny, yeah. By the way, can we just talk for a second about how great Catherine Isabel is, just in general? Gib. Oh, yeah, I guess. The girl in the hat. Yeah. Yeah, you know. She, she's, like, Catherine Isabel is a, is a genre staple at this point. Uh, she, she was in the Ginger Snaps movies. Okay, sure, yeah. And like I was quite like, a thinking, few other, in, but yeah, that was big. Yeah, and like quite a few other horror movies. Honestly, I think she's fantastic in everything. She was in, she was she was on Hannibal. Um, oh, she was. Abby? She played. She was. She was uh, Mason's sister, uh, Margot. Oh, I'm sorry. Right, right, right. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, Abby was um, much younger. Yeah, yeah, and she was she was fucking brilliant on that show too. So yeah. just big Catherine Isabel fan. Big props. Well, um, good, good Monica features. Keener. The, uh, only one that gets naked in the movie. Uh, technically, in the, in the no. That's not her. No, that wasn't her. Oh, was it? I mean, it, it, it was you her know character. so much about this movie. <laughs> it, was, it, was her, it was her body double. Well, that was a huge bone of contention. That was actually the biggest issue they had while shooting this movie was she got into... Like, she, her and the director, Ronnie Yu, did not get along because she has a clause in her contract stating that she will not do nudity. Okay. Ever. And when she came on board, after she had signed, the director was harassing her to do that fucking shower scene. And she refused. Yeah. But I, I always wonder how, like, actresses feel when they have a body double because everybody just thinks it's them. Like, I, I didn't know right. the story. Like, I had no idea. Not that I gave a shit either way, but I'm just saying. Because um, it's like, to other people, it's like, oh, yeah, she's naked. Right. I mean, I, I, I don't know how she personally feels. Like, it was, she had agreed no, to. We don't know. For, we didn't meet her in a bar. <laughs> she wasn't no, there. we didn't meet her in a bar. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, she, she agreed to at least allow that much to have a body double come in. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, it might not have been her. You know, choice to make at that point either. So, well, what she, that was the compromise yeah. that she came up with with him. I forget like how she like gets killed. This is um, I I remember. Yeah, I remember. Some of the kills aren't really like again, like I said, two like they're good. There's there's quite a few that I remember that were pretty good. But there's a couple that I just don't really remember. 
Um, again, I just I really remember the fight scenes between Freddy, Freddy and Jason. Like that was the stuff that really stuck out to me in this movie. That's, and that just, was the whole point of the movie, anyway. Well, exactly, right. Which is you know mission um, accomplished, obviously. But right. Honestly, one of the like more disappointing things about this movie to me were that I I feel like like for me being a big Nightmare fan. The nightmares are the best parts of the movies, right? Yeah. It's kind of why you go to watch it. And they're just, right, and they're just not that good in this movie. They're not that inventive. No, because everything is kind of very um, sterile, you know? Like, it's very, like, clean looking. It almost reminds me a lot of, like, the the, the Friday 13th reboot where it was very polished. Oh, yeah. You know, like, you had, like, the dirty, like, hobo kind of, like, you know... Shaq lived in, but like there's something just too neat about it, you know? Yeah. Um, it didn't have that gritty look. And maybe that just comes with the times it was, the original ones were made, and I don't know. But, um, yeah. Any like I mean, the Platinum Dunes things, like they were always a little, a little clean looking for my taste. And this is similar enough. They, they really yeah, use yeah. like the colors a lot in this movie. You know, yeah. like everything is sort of, you know, shot through like a specific lens of color or, um, well, I remember um, the commentary for this movie that Ronnie Yu had done, yeah. and he said um, like one of his influences for the movie was like graphic novels. Sure. And he he kind of wanted to bring that sort of aesthetic to this. Yeah, you could see you could see that influence. You know, I mean, you saying that right now and looking at like just these shots of Freddy, it looks like a comic panel, like a black and white mm-hmm. comic panel, just red and black. Um, right. Yeah. Mm. Every rave has one. <laughs> Every rave has a date rape Billy Idol. <laughs> uh, so many glow sticks, too. <laughs> I mean, I, I they, they did get the look alike. Kind of like that boiler room look that Freddy always yeah. hangs out in. They got that right. Yeah. Oh, listen, they, 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 this movie has a lot of effort put into it. Oh, like, 100%. Yeah. It might not have like the same look and feel that a lot of the other ones had. Like I mentioned, like that kind of gritty look to it. But don't get me wrong, like it's, they're, it's a decent looking movie. And like they definitely put, there's a lot of heart in here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You could tell that everybody who made this movie gave it shit. But it's like it's like the closest thing you're gonna get to like a big, you know, big Hollywood you know sort of version of a slasher. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. This is where it gets like a little silly with the rivalry between the two of them. Right. You know. Is Josh Gad. <laughs> what do you think? Everclear. Oh yeah. my god. What do you what do you think of uh, the way Jason looks in this movie? Because Jason looks different in every movie, and Freddy usually looks the same in pretty much everything with slight variations. Well yeah, Jason's basic look changes up in every movie. Um he reflects all the this damage that was done to him, basically. But in right. this movie, like, we're kind of past that continuity because, like, the last time we saw it, we don't even really know exactly. 
I guess this, this would take place like after Jason takes Manhattan or before that. This, no, this takes Not place really. after. No, this place it takes place after Jason goes to hell. Jason goes to hell. Okay, right. Yeah, it okay. takes place. I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, because I did read this uh, relatively recently, I want to say this movie takes place five years after uh, Jason goes to hell. That was their plan. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I think you know, I, I was looking into those things recently, like the specific times for the last podcast we did on the um Friday thirteenth, like what would we do for the next movie? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So no, that's yeah, I should have I should have known that. Just embarrassed myself on the podcast. And guess what? I can't edit it out. Because if I do, I fuck the timeline up. So Wait, I fucked up. I fucked up. I'm wrong. I just remembered something. <laughs> you guys I just are really remembered seeing something. how the fucking sausages get made here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, man. Behind the scenes, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, no, this is actually six months after mm. uh, Jason goes to hell. Okay. Six months after Jason goes to hell, five years before the opening of Jason X. Okay, understood. Um, the, the opening of Jason X took place in 2008. Dude, this is a fuck. This is a this is a crazy like body burn right here. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this guy's on fire for a long time, and this wasn't Kevin Kurtzniger. This uh, it, it was no. He wanted to do this. They wouldn't. I don't. Think he wanted to do yeah. it, but they wouldn't let him. I saw that. And in we the did, We talked about that. And, and, and yeah, we talked about we talked it. about that too. Yeah. And well, yeah. In the documentary, they just basically said it. They weren't going to let him do it, and they had a you know a body uh, well right. a stunt double for it. But because he he'd had burn experience before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a long burn. That's a long mm-hmm. fucking burn. I think they said it was the longest burn. In cinematic history, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I, I think you know, that you was actually right. It's, it's you know, it's it's quite a long scene. That line always gets a big laugh. <laughs> this is a hell of a van they got. Mm. Very mystery machine. Yeah. All right, so let's just go to bed and forget this whole thing ever happened. Which is, again, another horror trope. Like, with the, their friends get horribly murdered, and they kind of just have to forget about it because the movie has to happen. Yeah, you don't just leave that rave. You have so much explaining to do. <laughs> Somebody has to call the police. <laughs> you guys are going home. <laughs> well, that was a really shitty night, wasn't it? <laughs> it was the summer of our lives. <laughs> Skeeter was drafted and killed in Vietnam. <laughs> I think of the Clerks cartoon more than the actual movie. When I think Me about too. <laughs> Snooch to the nooch. <laughs> yeah. The last time I saw this movie was uh, my my girlfriend never saw it before. Oddly enough, oh, okay. she was a huge. Well, she is. Uh, a huge Nightmare on Elm Street fan, but she just never got around to seeing this for whatever reason. I've never met her, but I like her already. Yeah, she's big, big Nightmare on Elm Street fans. She knows a lot about those films. But, so, I was like, you never saw this? So we, we watched it together, and uh, and and she, she thought it was kind of dumb. And I was just like, well, yeah, that's the point, you know? Oh, it's so stupid! Yeah, yeah, but she like, but, but like, kind of like where she was like, eh... Too dumb for me. Like she really just liked the other Elm Street movies better, okay. and, and this was like kind of like just a little bit, I guess, too different. 
but um, she like couldn't get into it. And I was like, I, I get that, you know. It, it, it's, I feel like you have to be like a huge, huge fan of both to really get into the movie because there's some things that like, oh, I just like Nightmare on Elm Street and I like the original series. You're probably not really gonna love this that much. It's different. Right. Well, I mean, I'm a huge Elm Street fan. No, I know, but I also love this movie. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just saying I could see why maybe like it. it oh yeah, it, no, it, absolutely. The versions are are, are are there, you know, from the original uh, series yeah. of films, where it's like you know, like like the remake, right? Like a lot of people, it's the same movie as the first one, but people don't, don't like it because it's just no polished. It's bad. And, yeah, it's garbage, right? Um, yeah, but she. I, I watched the remake relatively recently. And, oh. Yeah, I haven't watched it in a while. I yeah, but no, I mean, I you know, I I'm never surprised when people are like, ah, it's a it's whatever. I'm not. I do like it, like you know, just like you do. I like it quite a bit. But I'm never surprised when people are like, eh, it's fine, or it's just like, eh, it's kind of boring, you know, because right. I can understand that. Like like I said, it's got that polished look. It's a little bit different from the other stuff. It's very very campy, but uh, she always gets very excited when I mention her on the podcast. So. I figured I'd mention her because I like to excite her. So, Yeah, so again, like, they're just kind of... There's all these, like, storylines and plots with the characters, and I, I never really remember them, like, until I'm... Even well, even, what, even when I'm watching it again, I still don't really remember them all. Like, I'm like, oh, 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 okay. Like, I, Well, I remember them as I'm watching it. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, that's right, yes, yeah, okay. No, I, I really don't. Like, at, at this point, I'm still trying to think what's happening now. Um, so, like, the whole thing is, like... Uh, Lori's boyfriend, Will, here um, obviously has been locked away in this uh, mental institution for a few years um, because he saw he saw what he thinks was Lori's father murder her mother. Right, okay. What he actually saw was spoiler alert, what he actually saw oh, was uh, Freddy killing Lori's mother with Lori's father trying to help her. Right, right, right. Um, so this is interesting. This is um, this is Mark. This is Will's friend Mark, who he, he knows from the asylum. Yeah, we saw him at the um, beginning of the movie. A lot of his stuff actually got cut out of this movie. He had like this whole subplot with his brother, where he was trying to uh, prove that his brother did not commit suicide. Right. Um, and that it was actually Freddy, and that was kind of a thing from uh, like uh, like a whole like a throwback to Nightmare Three because that's kind of what Freddy was doing, killing all these kids but making it look like suicide. Yes, right. And we should add that his brother's played by Farkas, by <laughs> fucking Scott Farkas. Yes, <laughs> from a Christmas story. From a Christmas story. Yeah. And boy, does he look the same. He really does. Just very suicidey. <laughs> <laughs> And I believe he's actually coming back for the Christmas Story sequel. Oh, they're making a sequel of that? I thought they already did that, like a direct-to-DVD one. 
No, they're making a real sequel now. Oh, boy. All right. We'll talk about that some other time. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I don't need that. But I love when they have, like, pills for, like, wake up. You know what I mean? And it's just, like, that's yeah. what's on it. <laughs> it's just, like, wake up. Wake up. You know? Stay awake. Don't sleep. Right. It's, like, you, like, going to the drugstore and everything that you need just is just two big words on the box, and that's it. Like, don't yeah. poop. <laughs> <laughs> poop more. <laughs> Head not hurting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here's Brother Exposition. Yeah. Again, anytime there's like CGI, even if it's small, small amounts of CGI, it's just... It's so glaringly it's, obvious. Yeah, it's really, it's really bad. But again... Like, there just, is some great practical stuff being done here. Oh, yeah. The practical stuff is great. But um, the CGI is always very jarring. And it's so funny, even when they're just small fractions of a second or, mm-hmm. you know, couples of, a couple seconds. It's just... Very obvious. It's just, you know, it's a product of the times, obviously. It wasn't something that, like, you looked at then and were like, eh, what the fuck? It's just that we know now that... Like, look at this. This is practical, and this looks amazing. Like, the bubbling skin on the arm. You asked uh, before how I felt about uh, the way Jason looks in this movie, and we never actually answered that question. Um, well, right, yeah, we, we, we've been getting off track a little bit. But, like, he's always reflecting the damage that was done previously. And, like we said, that, that there was, like, a little continuity issue. So they don't really show, like, what he would look like after that. Not to mention the fact that in, uh, for, you know, uh, in that movie, and uh, Jason Goes to Hell... You know, we don't really know what the fuck he looks like because he's, like, blown up and, yeah, uh, comes right. back. So, yeah, what, what do you think of this look? I think it's a good look. I, I think it's a pretty standard Jason look. Like, he's got a giant baby head. He does <laughs> have a giant like baby head. I, don't know, I feel like Jason's always kind of had a big head, though. It's, yeah, it's, it's, got, it's a little deformed and weird, yeah. but, I mean, it's always but, but Jason, I always felt, was, you know, tall but stocky. You know, like thick neck, thick, like just kind of built yeah. like a, you know, like a big guy. And he is a big guy, but he's also like proportioned better because he's tall, you know, and yeah. like very tall guy. And, uh, you know, like he's a little, little bit leaner, I feel like, than some of the Jasons that, that really... Yeah, grew. maybe, like but Hodder's he also... He, he, dude, you know, like he's... he's right. Like, Kane Hodder's a kind of, you know, pretty stocky guy. But I think that also lends itself to him being able to move a little better. Sure. Or a little faster, which he kind of has to because he is fighting Freddy in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's doing quite a bit of fighting. Yeah. Where it's, where it's not just, like, an easy slash slash dead. Yeah. Like, he's, he's literally grappling with this guy who's kind of climbing all over him, you know? In some cases, literally. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the whole last half hour, basically, is just a brawl between the two of them. Yeah, yeah, which is really what you paid your money for, you know, yeah. that's what you're supposed to Oh, yeah, for. you get your money's worth, for sure, because all this shit yeah. kind of comes to an end somewhat soon, you know, the drama between the characters. Obviously, now, like, quite a few of them were killed off already, and, um, yeah, so. Yeah, we're going to be we're gonna be starting to get into our third act bloodbath here in a second. Yeah. 
He's just so JMU's, it's crazy. He really is. I mean, there's no way around the fact that that's what they were trying to pull off, but... Right. And now a random cop shows up. <laughs> ah, you call the Scooby Van too. <laughs> And now we're just watching the movie. Yeah. That's going to happen. <laughs> but this is the part that I'm like, why are we even like watching this? Um, <laughs> this is, you know, the exposition scene that we, you know, we already know, obviously. But uh, well, most right. people know. They kind of had to give it to, you know, the, the guy who brought his girlfriend and never saw one before or something. Right. Right. But also, you have to remember, like, in 2003, kind of both franchises had yeah. been gone for a while. They been, yeah, there's been a, there was a huge pause at that point, and so we didn't get anything. Yeah. Like, there hadn't been a Freddy, there hadn't been a Freddy movie since... New Nightmare. Uh, New Nightmare in 94. So it had been nine years since Freddy had been on screen, four years since Jason, because Jason X came out in 99? Uh, or two thousand. I think it was ninety nine. Okay, yeah. So yeah, nine you know, years. I, I don't know. Friday. It might have been two thousand. I'm not sure. It was in that. It was yeah, in that range. Around that time. It's been a few years. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. That's the point, right? You know, we were pretty far removed from the days where we were getting one of these movies literally every year. Yeah, but even even if it was Jason X, it had nothing to do with the other Jasons. You know, like that was so. That alone was so far removed from the franchise. True. Like, even if that was a couple years prior, it was like, well, when was a real one? Well, that was probably Jason Goes to Hell, you know? So Yeah, 10 years prior to this. Even that one's a little iffy, too, but a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Like I, like I said in the last episode, like, that was the one I was hoping we would get to do. <laughs> I know, I know. We were both hoping for something else, but uh, I'm happy we got this, obviously. Yeah, yeah. No, this is this is fun. This is, this is a good time right here. Yeah, man. Well, what do you think about Freddy in this, uh, the look of Freddy? Because he is a little different. A little, well, he, yeah, I mean, Freddy's look, yeah, Freddy's look changes in every movie as well. It's very um, subtle, his, though. In some cases, yes. In some cases, no. Like, I can, <laughs> I can actually look at an image of Freddy from each movie and be able to tell you which movie it's from. Okay. Um, That's pretty impressive. This this Freddy is um, honestly I like the look. Um, I I was not gotta be honest, not a huge fan of his look from uh, New Nightmare. Okay, well it's very different. Yeah, um, but this one I like. I feel like it's kind of a more back to basics Freddy look, um, closer in line to maybe part three, part four. Um, He's not as clean looking as he kind of became as the franchise went on. Um, and you're right. There are times where he just becomes very demonic looking. Like he's got a couple of different looks in this movie. He does. Yeah. There's a, I'll point it out later, but that part where he's like underwater and like, t- like turns and looks up. And yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty fucking cool. It just goes like really red. And... Yeah. Yeah. But that, that's when they really like, I think did a great job playing with the colors, you know? Yeah. 
But yeah, I, I, I like the way he looks. You know, it was, it's a very, you know, classic Freddy. Yeah. I, I'm not... A, so I think Freddy looks fine. Um, I, I can't pick out the differences like, like you can. Um, it's all very similar to me. I mean, I know there are some, especially like with the, the, the sweater or like the, the, the glove... The sweater um, itself doesn't change that much. Well, the first one and the second one it does, and then and well, yeah, the, from the first to the second one it does. But from two on, yeah, the, the sweater new, itself is more or less the same. Up its old new nightmare. Yeah, the glove. The gloves have uh, very um, subtle differences yeah. between them. I think the uh, the blades on. This movie are the longest out of all of them. Yeah. Maybe with the exception of New Nightmare. Yeah, and the face obviously has slight differences with the scarring. But yeah. I don't remember yeah. which is which. Now for Freddy, um, not for Freddy, I'm sorry. For, for Jason, Jason, you could do that. Though. It's very different. Yeah, I mean, it's got different yeah. outfits on it. Mean, it's pretty, pretty, it's pretty easy to tell. I mean, maybe some people can't say, oh, that's from this part, that's from this part. Like, I can. Mm -hmm. But they'll know, like, oh yeah, those look completely different, you know. Um, right. Heights, you know, the what they're wearing and the way the mask is, and the, obviously, like we yeah. said before, he always takes on the damage from the previous movie, uh, especially right. like those. And that's something movies. I always liked about that too. Yeah, that, like, and like the first, eight they, they kind of keep the continuity. Yeah, like and whenever he got hit, you know, if he hit and headed with uh, an axe, like the axe mark was there for yeah. the rest of, you know, the rest of the franchise basically. Um, so there's um. That that's a great you know aspect to that character, obviously. Um, like I, you know, like except before, like Friday Thirteenth, one of my favorite you know horror franchises of all time. And if you were to right. come into the office or record this, you would see that it's very apparent. I have a huge case that's just dedicated to you know uh, Jason stuff. You know, uh, right. I got the I got the mask that was signed. Every version of that character they made with uh, the NECA stuff, a whole bunch mm -hmm. of crap. Uh, yes, the office slash uh, toy room, as yeah. it's actually called. <laughs> the toy room. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. All right. Do we want to talk about this? <laughs> I see, oh, I see you looking at me, and I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> the Freddy Pillar. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? The, I mean, it's very, it's very Alice Wonderland. Wonderland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, oh man. We're, we're, we're really going full J-Muse here. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I like, I, like I've like been trying to say, uh, the Freddy and the... I mean, uh, the Jason in this, I'm not, I'm like, huge on the look, but, uh, it, you know, it's fine. Like I said, it's, it's a very standard, almost yeah. generic Jason look. Very, yeah, very. Kind of like the reboot a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But I like the I like reboot, the reboot a, little a little better. Yeah, I like yeah. the reboot, yeah. Yeah. Where is this kid now? I wonder. Probably, um, probably getting high somewhere. <laughs> he's not acting, that's for sure. No. Or maybe he is. I don't know. Maybe he's uh. Gotta gotta IMDb this motherfucker. See what's uh. I mean, he he could be uh, he could be on Law and Order right now. Who knows? <laughs> I think we were on Law and Order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. I'm pretty sure I was either a corpse or a pimp at one point. Prostitute too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, they're killing all the best characters. Yeah, oh, yeah. The electrocution stuff is kind of cool. I mean, the CG in here, like I said, is kind of garbage, but that doesn't look half bad. Well, I mean, I mean no, because they can do like simple shit like electricity yeah. effects, and you know, we had a whole movie. About that's that. fine. That that's fine. <laughs> right. Have you? <laughs> Have you seen no, Shocker? Of course I have. But I remember you watched it like kind of recently. I remember you texted me like within the last couple you of years. Like down yeah. a hole with it. And I'm like, oh, enough with that Shocker, man. What the fuck? <laughs> it's just such a, it's such a weird fucking movie, it is. dude. Yeah, it is. Very strange flick. I watched that quite a few times. Like, oh, yeah, not, not in recent years when it came out. Yeah, right. The very fucked up version of Ernest Goes to Jail. <laughs> you know they actually asked Wes Craven to direct this movie? Uh, yeah. 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 Unsurprisingly, he said no. Yeah, well, this But is you know a, who else they asked? It's like a fan service movie. With, with Peter Jackson? No, Peter Jackson, um... Wrote a version of Nightmare Six. Okay. Um, no, uh, Rob Zombie. Oh boy, we would have got a very different movie. Yeah, I mean, it might have been a little. I mean, it might have been pretty good. I don't know. It could have been. It could have been because he's got that, like you know, he he knows how to kind of dirty up a film. Yeah. You know, like get make it kind of gritty, which is what I said. This kind of was missing a little bit. You know. Right. Um, yeah, no, he. I think he definitely could. He would would have done something like that, like visually. Oh, we're still getting um, these monsters, right? Like that's coming out this year. Is it this year? I think it's next year. Is it next year? Okay. Because they're still shooting. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, we're getting Rob Zombie's the monsters. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, not for nothing, it really does look like he's making, like he's not just making Rob Zombie's the monsters. He's making, you know, like the witch of it. Yeah. So now we're getting into Jason's dreams, and I believe, I, I want to say, every single draft of this movie had some variation on. Well, they're going to, right, you, you, you kind of have to. If you're going to have these two in a movie, like, that would be a, a huge missed opportunity, you know? Right. And, uh, and I like that sequence at the camp, because I think it's coming up now, right? Or is it a little bit later on? Uh, soon, yeah. soon. And this is our, uh, this is round one, basically, of the Freddy vs. Jason fight. I think there's like three main fights, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. That was weird, but okay. <laughs> And, like, these fights get brutal. They use so much fucking blood in yeah, these fights. Yeah. And it's all practical. Well, most of it's practical. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty well done. I mean, with the sound effects, you know, like... <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty great. I mean, in this, in this 
fight specifically, they went full fucking cartoon. They ain't give a fuck. And here's your, here's your comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, this is it. But again, they kind of pulled from like all versions of these characters, right? So yeah. like this is very uh, Freddy's Dead. And now Freddy's a Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Why is it taking him so much effort to pull that thing down? It's is my his question. dream world. Like I, <laughs> it, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, I love how frustrated Freddy gets here, but like, he specifically pulled him out of hell. Because he wouldn't die. Right, right. I love how the colors here shift when Jason starts winning. Yeah. You know, it's funny because you had this, you know, thing that they did in the movie where they're like, their origin elements were their weakness, you know, like Jason's right. afraid of water. And that, and on its surface, you're like, oh, okay, that's what, you know, made him who he was and that's what made Freddy who he was. But like, I mean, Jason's in the lake all the time. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. He practically lives in the fucking lake. Right, right. And it's and it's weird that, like, they've decided to do that now, right? And it's like, like I said, all of a sudden, like, their their origin element made them, you know, fearful. It's like, right. they wouldn't have, like, a fat guy afraid of a number two at McDonald's. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. But, I mean, it's one of those conceits that you just kind of have to buy yeah, into. And, right. and, that's, and that's the thing, is you just kind of... You could take everything for what it is, because, you you know, you get it. Like, right. Like, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. No, it doesn't matter at all. But people get really... It makes, for some re it makes for some really cool visuals. It too, does. Because it does. Look at this. This is cool. It's a, Yeah, it's a good-looking shot. But people... Oh, and he sticks his finger into his uh oh my god yeah and that's when we get the shot i was uh not shot the scene i was talking about before yeah <laughs> but the mix of like comedy slapstick and darkness it's just it, it's it's so like drastic and quick you know that right you don't even know what to think half the time you're just kind of laughing at it all but there's some moments that are pretty dark like this yeah Now there are versions of the um, of the movie, different different uh, different scripts, where um, Freddy actually turns out to be Jason's father. Mm. Uh, there are versions of the movie where Freddy turns out to be responsible for Jason's death. Oh, like in the first place, camp or something. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I love this, like, dive into his, like, mind and, like, like his, like, cabin and all this shit that's going on. Like, it's really, really, this stuff I really love. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is all great. Yeah. Honestly, it's the best dream sequence in the movie. 
It is. Like, even the way it's shot is, you know, they take it, they, they take a little bit more care with it. It's... Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. I mean, for what this movie is, which is just, like, fan service. It's just total fan service. Oh, yeah. The whole thing is fan service. But it's it's well-done fan service, and it's... it's Visually, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. You know, I think one of the reasons they hired Ronnie, Ronnie Yu is because he... He has a very distinctive visual style. Yeah, clearly. Um, you know, people get hung up. We were kind of talking before. People get really hung up on like continuity and shit. You know, we, we were kind of you know we're sucker for it sometimes too. We were talking about before. But, yeah. But it's like, you know, like in a way where we kind of just like to have a conversation, like, oh, where could it fit? You know what I mean? But some people get real hung up on this shit, and uh, you know, demand like, well, what's the canon? You know, like when is this? You know, and, and right. it's like. It didn't happen. <laughs> it's like it's not real. It's not, like if you were talking about like, oh, I'm a Civil War guy, and I just don't know which Gettysburg battle is canon. Is it the one where Lee rode a dragon into battle, or was the other one? It's like, well, that's that that matters. That 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 didn't happen. This is made up. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh. That was fantastic. They're using some real good uh real creative dream science here. <laughs> So I believe this is the first time we, we see what actually happened to Jason, right? Um, like, I mean, we, we've seen shots of him, like, drowning, you know, from a distance, but not, like, kids, like, fucking with him. No. Right. Like, usually it's just, like, solo on his own, kind of waving his hands. Like, in the first one, they, they show that. Well, yeah, they had that shot. Yeah, yeah, and I think there's something else where they showed that too. I mean, they they, they showed something like that in um, Jason Takes Manhattan because Rennie uh, has like visions of him. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Like, little, little kid Jason kind of has like a bigger role in that movie. Yeah. And that's like another like weird case where Jason re- reverts back into little kid Jason. Yeah, that was a thing they did. Which it makes more it. sense in this, right? Because it's a dream, right? But in that movie, that movie had some like weird imagery, and that it just didn't add up. Like I didn't really understand what they were trying right. to get at. Well, I don't think they understood what they were trying to no, get no, at. No, not at all. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I understand they were trying to get to Manhattan, but it took them a long time to do it. Well, that's because there's no. River that goes to Manhattan from Jersey, but they figured out something. <laughs> they made it work. They really made him fucking gross under that mask. Yeah, they did. You don't see much, but like that's yeah. This is one of those cases where I kind of wish we'd seen exactly what he looked like under there. Yeah. Oh, get the NECA toy. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. This is what I was kind of talking about. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, Matrix Freddy. No, it's 2003. 
Right, they make him very demonic with the ears. And yeah, the, look at this. It's pretty, yeah, it's, it's pretty great. And the very red. Very red uh, tint they use there. Yes, we are almost there. <laughs> so, here's another thing that I guess we kind of nit nitpick a little bit, but they drove from Springwood, Ohio, mm -hmm. to Crystal Lake, New Jersey. Yeah. Well, Ohio isn't too far from... It's not... No, it's not. It's probably like a six... Six-hour drive, I'm thinking. You Maybe. think? You think just six? Maybe. Freddy's like I said, Jason before was is very brutal in this, like physically brutal, but Freddy is very vulgar in this, like. He kind of goes yeah. back to a, a, yeah, more of a, like a, a vulgar way of, like, speaking to people. Um, yeah. He got really, like, cartoony, like you were saying, like, very Looney Tunes by the time he got to Freddy's Dead. This at least goes back to a little bit, like, Elm Street 1, sort of, you know? Yeah, it's, this is more, like, Elm Street 1, and, 2, and 3. Yeah, a lot of, like, taunting and intimidating and, like, you know, like, this torturous sort of, like, way about him. Right. Not to mention just the way he says things. I mean, people. he's well he's well known for yeah, his but, but he's got a lot use of, of the word bitch. Yeah, yeah, but he's got a lot more obscenities in this. Yeah, yeah. There you go, bitch. Yeah. You know, and like the like I you know like I I said it before, like the the tone just shifts so fast in this movie, you don't even really have time to think about it. No, it just comes it, across it, as silly. Yeah, but if you take certain scenes out on their own and just like like Freddie with her in that moment, you know, like that's pretty dark. Yeah, but yeah. Put oh, up against yeah. him playing pinball with Jason, and it's like, oh, okay. And I think that was kind of the genius of this guy. You know, with, with, even with Brian and Chucky, like this juxtaposition where he could just pull off some dark fucking shit because he bookends it with like comedy and like, you know, right, right. Action. He's kind of got that. He's kind of got that comedy filter. Yeah. <laughs> I love that shot of Jason. Yeah.
Oh yeah, this is great. Just tossing him around like a fucking rag doll. Yeah. So yeah, after having most of the movie take place in Springwood on Freddy's turf, we're now in uh, Camp Crystal Lake, where Jason's got the home field advantage, and now Jim, Freddy's been pulled into the real world, where he's going to be significantly less powerful. Yeah. So now, what does it look like they're doing here? Do you think they're trying to... Um, because there's obviously a lot of construction going on um, in this area. Are, are they, like, rebuilding the lake, or are they or rebuilding the camp? Like, what do you think they're doing? Yeah, I don't know. I always felt like it was something that they just, you know, didn't have time to film or didn't really have time to explain to us. Like, you know, because obviously, like, they something is happening, but we just don't get an explanation for it. I feel like that they, they must have had something in mind. When right. they did this movie. You know, because they did put a lot of care into all the details in this. So I don't think they were just, oh, we're just going to construction shit around just for this, you know, just for the fight scene. There's probably right. a reason for it. And I know there's a billboard over there, but I can't really read it. Um, I can't really make out what it yeah. says. Um, I'm, I'm assuming some kind of reconstruction. Oh, okay. I can read it. It says luxury fishing cabins. Okay. Yeah, so that, like that's like the closest we get to the explanation on where this where the stuff everywhere, but I never right. even like kind of like looked at that. That's the part that 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 whole like scene that back and forth makes everybody kind of cringe. Legitimately one of the coolest ideas they came up with for this movie. Yeah. No, it's, I like this a lot. These fucking tanks? This is cool.
<laughs> calls him an asshole. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's so like subtle, but it's so great. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Reborn, Robert England is always great. I guess it's just an easy way to pin people down, just <laughs> dump some fucking rebar through them. And get off uh, symbiote suits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good old Spider-Man 3. Uh, speaking of which, um, mm. we, we really... Like, you need to see Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> because uh, I feel like that's a movie we could do an episode on. Yeah, I'm all about it. I told you. Yeah, And I know there's a lot of, like, you know, horror elements to it, too. Yeah. Being Sam Raimi. Yeah. Right. And it, he... Oh, I'm not going to get into it, but he, he was allowed to be Sam Raimi. I heard. Yeah. This is kind of our final, like, bout, I guess, between the two of them. Which, like yeah. you said before, just gets fucking so, so bloody. Probably, like, the, the, the least polished part of the movie is just this, like, blood, bloody fight between the two of them. Everything's just getting cut off and stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. It's very... This, this whole fight... Is like the only part of the movie I feel is like very like '80s special effects slasher. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's all practical. It's all real blood. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. God, lazy, and you can see like chunks coming off of them at yeah. some point. God, look at that. Yeah. Oh, man. Some great stuff in here. This is this know, is really fantastic. It's what you came for. It's Oops. impressive. <laughs> A tagline for the trailer. The music gets real dramatic, too. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a mashup between, like, the Friday theme and the Elm Street theme a little bit. A little bit, yeah. From it, right? Yeah.
you know, and also like this practical explosion, which is yeah, fucking great. Yeah, this would all be CG now. Yeah, well, pretty much. Michael Bay thinks they'll blow shit up, but he does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and we, you know, speaking of, uh, we were speaking of uh, Friday Thirteenth Part uh, Seven, when they blew up that fucking cabin in that. That was a huge yeah. fucking explosion. Oh, that was enormous. When you yeah. watch that now, it's like a powerful, like special effect, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, but this this kind of reminds me of it. I, well, I like how this is just kind of like this is kind of a like a typical Friday Thirteenth ending, just like you know this slaughter fest at the at the docks yeah. on the lake, you know. And a nice fake out. Yeah. You know, in a typical Jason oh. fact. Typical Jason fashion, he always just kind of comes back, you know, for that, that last jump, but this time it yep. was to take him out. That's a great visual. Yeah. Yeah, this stuff is all... The end, this end fight in the dock is just like the part that I really like, you know, turn it on for. <laughs> takes him out a la Jason's mother you know yeah which he kept pretending to be so he got his well, that, I was just about to say yeah. this is a very Jaws ending yeah I know, she wasn't really in anything else after this right like she never became a thing <sighs> no not really the only thing I remember her from before this was Dawson's Creek. I know you like the creek. Now we're getting to the part where everybody clapped. <laughs> yeah. You know? And this is a beautiful... This is a great shot. shot. Look yeah. at this. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really something. Uh, I, you know, you got to give the movie at least this much. It's a good-looking flick. In some aspects, yeah. Yeah. Like I said before, and I said it a couple times throughout the commentary, like, I just... There's a lot of polished parts that I'm not really a big fan of, but... Right. There's some great-looking shots, you know? Yeah. And I kind of knew it was like, well, you can't have one really win. Like, you know, like, it, right. they, they make it like Jason was the winner. Because I guess between the two, he was like the good guy, if you want to call him that. You know? Yeah, I mean, you could almost kind of make, make, make a case that Jason was the protagonist. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they weren't ever going to have that be, you know, kind of... Close ended. You 
you were going to have this ambiguous sort of ending. And, 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 yeah. And it was perfect, honestly, ending-wise, you know? That's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I uh, think... I think had I been younger when this... Besides, I was already... We were already in our 20s when this came out. Yeah. Had we been younger, I think I would have been disappointed that there was no real winner. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm very okay. And now we got our very uh, early aughts closing theme. <laughs> yep. What is this? Uh, Mud stained. <laughs> It certainly is something. <laughs> Zacharias Ward. That was actually Scott Farkas. Yeah. But yeah, that was uh, that was Freddy versus Jason. That was Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, and uh, while the credits go. Um... You know, uh, I, I enjoyed this uh, quite a bit. We've been talking about doing this for a while, and we didn't know really know when we were going to do one, or we thought about maybe a Halloween special or whatever. But this mm-hmm. was, uh, I think, a pretty good pretty good idea. Um, well, I, we knew we wanted to do something special for uh, Friday the 13th. Right, right. We were going to kind of randomly pick a movie and just sort of take it off the list and every year do another one, you know. Yeah, but, um, yeah. But the we kind of mix that in with the idea of a commentary. So um, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, and we kind of bullshit a lot throughout the movie, rather than really commented on some of the things that were going on. But I think I was just so excited to do it. So I uh, <laughs> that's where I was at. I mean, listen, I had a good time doing it. You had a good time doing it. We hope you guys had a good time listening to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we tried to be informative and. Vaguely entertaining, I would hope. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we entertained ourselves, at least. For sure. Right. Um, yeah. Well, you know, it's um, it's something that I definitely want to keep uh, going with. Uh, I was even so excited that I'm, like, looking up when the next Friday 13th are next year, and there's two, so I'm excited. Oh, nice. Uh, one in January, so right at okay. the gate for the year, and then the best time of the year to have Friday 13th, there's one in October. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> right? Um, and now next October, we also have plans for another show to put out as well. So that yeah. that's that could be quite a great month um, if all goes according to plan. Because, we, we, you know, we talked about this kind of trying to, you know, do a little bit more each year. So last year we started the podcast, and this year we're going to be starting the um, the documentary series on YouTube with other videos mm-hmm. as well. with like top 10 locations, interviews random reviews, but uh, focusing on um, a, a slasher documentary, basically, a series. And that that's going to be... We were going to do it early in the year, but we're still working uh, out the kinks, so it'll be middle or later of the year, but uh, it'll be out for sure this year. Um, and then in October, we want to bring something special to uh, another show we kind of mentioned, but that logistically what might not happen this year, we're going to do something different, something special. A taste, so to speak, of that. Um, but... Yeah, the following year for sure. But uh, while with the credits roll, I'll shamelessly plug uh, <laughs> what Sexy Vampire Teeth is doing. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. That's that's what we're here for. Uh, I don't know why I became Cold Bloom for a second. Um, but no, uh, yeah, we got a lot of really, really fun shit come out uh, or in the works for this year. Yeah. Um, 
I'm I'm honestly really looking forward to October. I, I feel like the entire year for us is really just a ramp up to October. It is right. It is, and that's every year. Right. Um, well, that, yeah, with, the, with the without for, sexy vampire teeth. Yeah. Right. We're we're always just waiting for October because that's that's our time of year. You know, it's it's our time to shine or not leave the house. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a way to stay connected. You know, when we're all so far apart too, because this is something that we always did together uh, when we lived in the same you know borough and uh, right. or state at least or at least close. You know. Close enough when you were yeah. in Jersey and I was here in New York. We were, yeah, we were, we were always, always within we were always, an hour of each other. Yeah, right. You know, at the very least. Um, so now, obviously, things are different because everybody, really, our entire group is sort of spread out all on the all over the U.S. But right. um, yeah, it's a, it's a great way to keep in touch with everybody too. So I mean, anyone listening to this, you know, the the fans of ours, um, that sort of maybe is in the same situation, you know. Uh, go go do this. You know, this is a great way to connect with friends. You don't have to even put it online. You know, keep it. Uh, one of the things that I thought was so great about last year, and I'm you know feeling it even more this year, is that I kind of have like this diary with my friends about like my year. Because although we're talking about right. horror movies, we also talk about other things, and you know, I kind of remember where I was and what I was doing, even if I don't mention it on the podcast. You know, but we always talked about. The things that were coming out, even the non-horror related things, and it just kept us connected. So, I think you know the the, the beauty of doing this, you know, uh, it really isn't just for like some kind of you know glorification outside of the group, as much as it's just something to keep us connected and just you know kind of scratch that creative itch that we all have, you know, right? Because we all have you know jobs and stuff like that, and this is sort of our side thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, anyone listening to this that, uh, enjoyed this and it's not hard to fucking do, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Set, set up a, a FaceTime call, a zoom call, whatever you gotta do and yeah, just man. fucking put the movie on and this, right. sit back, have a beer, whatever you want to do and just chill. You know, if, if you can't be with, you know, your people, you can at least talk to them right. and, you know, kind of enjoy things this way. Yeah, that's the great thing about uh, modern technology. But um, the yeah. movie's over now. We're at the end of the credits. Yep, and it's time for us to say goodnight. It is. It is. I hope you guys enjoyed this. We definitely did, obviously. And uh, you know, stay tuned for uh, things we have coming out the rest of the month. Justin, always a pleasure. I had a great time. Joseph, as well. All right. Uh, thank you guys very much, and good night. Good night. Hey guys, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Also, you can follow us on social media. We have Twitter, and that's at Sexy Vamp Teeth. We also have Instagram at the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. And if you want to follow Justin, all you that's need to me. do... Oh, you're still on the phone? Uh, I very rarely ever hang up. Tell the people where they could follow you, Justin. Well, if you want to follow me on Facebook, you can find me as Justin Tong. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can find me jtong81 and if you want to follow me on slasher the horror-based social media site you can find me at sexy vampire teeth pod and if you want to follow me on social media you can't i'm off the stuff so if you guys want updates on the show please follow us on our social media sites and make sure to tune in every monday night for a new episode thanks for listening guys and good night so long everybody